Hello, welcome to Unbridled, the unofficial BoJack Horseman podcast. I'm Aram. And I'm Sean. And today we'll be doing season one, episode four, titled Zoe's and Zelda's. Um, and just as a little format change, I'm going to try summarizing the episode now. We're still figuring out how to format this. So the episode description is BoJack decides to mentor Todd. Diane's ex-boyfriend writes an article about Mr. Peanut Butter. And due to the title, Zoe's and Zelda's, there's also this uh, overlying kind of theme of this Zoe and Zelda dynamic that rules over the whole episode, and that gets explained in the episode. And it's kind of this introvert, extrovert, uh, happy-go-lucky versus maybe a little bit dour and, like, dark yeah sense of the world and living in it so the characters kind of get classified into that and then it also comes out in this bojack mentoring todd and diane's interactions with her ex-boyfriend yeah we get to see like you just said it's a little bit of a a darker contrast between the two character types of um what we'll find out as uh diane's ex-boyfriend right he's categorized uh these two different character types, the Zoe and Zelda's. Yeah. And the- so it's um, Mr. Peanut Butter's show has these two daughter characters, Zoe and Zelda, oh, yeah, that are like right. really polar opposite. And then I guess after the show finished, it kind of became a cultural like colloquialism to go like, are you a Zoe or are you yeah. a Zelda? So we'll get to see that. And uh, what else did we see? Um, oh, like you said, Todd's relationship with bojack sort of deepens yeah and both todd and diane get a lot more focus in this episode so far todd's kind of been uh, a foil to bojack's antics and diane has kind of been working with bojack and this interviewer slash voice of reason character and this episode i think this is this is the first time we see diane without bojack like we even we go to their house and we see them and she kind of is talking about stuff not related to bojack and not related to the book yeah i'd say this is the yeah sort of one of the first episodes where it's i mean she's in there a little bit i think initially in the first scenes prying him and really getting him to open up about his relationship with todd but yeah for the most part she's the, the two of them are kind of in different corners you're right she sets she like sets the plot in motion yeah and then there's like i got my own stuff to deal with right right um but what do you think of the episode overall um yeah i mean just i guess to reiterate some of the same points that you talked about i i liked it because it was different i liked it because um and as you just mentioned before like off pod um how todd becomes less of a 2d character and um we get to see more of uh what makes him tick and also you we get to really see like um bojack's um relationship with him with todd and why it is what it is in its current state um and i liked the avenue with the the zoe zelda character types um so yeah it's something that i'm looking forward to talking about in depth a little bit more 
Yeah, I really like this episode. I remembered not liking it because I've always binge watched this show. I've never mm-hmm. watched it at like a slower pace. So which is what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> a so very like, slow pace. I kind of viewed this episode as like a like a get this out of the way so that I can get to the good stuff. Yeah, and I don't really rewatch this one, but I think upon watching it slower a lot of the things make sense in and it fleshes out the ensemble and uh i'm let's let's get into it actually because i think the opening scene the cold open i never really understood why it was there and now i kind of get it after okay we've talked about it yeah maybe you can you can explain that because we start with um bojack in his i i wasn't sure if this was supposed to be pre, um, like before his existence on his TV show. It is or, okay. This is like right when he moves out to LA. So Bojack okay. is at the Laugh Shack. Um, it's a comedy club. This is kind of how. This is how a lot of people try and get into the entertainment business because you can kind of just walk into a comedy club and all yeah. you kind of need is nerves <laughs> and an iron a little, little constitution. Bit of a liquid courage yeah, and insanity. <laughs> and so we open on Bojack doing a set. He opens with a horse joke. Uh, yeah. why the long face joke and a lot of people online have kind of talked about i think it's a meme at this point that bojack horseman is a show based around the premise a horse walks into a bar okay kind of because he's yeah. an alcoholic horse so why the long face yeah why the long face so he gets he does this long face joke it's pretty lame already so no one laughs and he kind of does that uh, do you get it to the audience thing, which we've seen yeah. him do previously when he made uh, the salsa joke after having his panic attack yeah. in the hospital. And he's like, do you get it? Do you get yeah. it? Like, laugh for me. So It's a theme that he's constantly um, seeking approval from his yeah. audience or his peers. Which kind of speaks to an insecurity. Yeah. Uh, which we'll also get into. So then we cut to uh, he gets heckled by this guy in the audience the guy in the audience kind of kills him with the heckling uh i love bojack can't handle it he gives out like a whinny so i guess oh, that's yeah. what he does when he's nervous and can't <laughs> handle it I, just, yeah i couldn't <clears throat> tell if it was like um if it was the equivalent to someone sighing or if it was just like him like why like i guess it would be whining or like uh yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it seemed was, like an emotional release. Yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> can't handle this. Yeah. So, um, also, I love there were crickets in the audience, which was great because no one was laughing. Right. Um, so then we cut. His set's over. He's at the bar. The guy who heckled him comes up to him, uh, offers to buy him a beer. Bojack's pretty upset. And the guy gives him advice, uh, pretty basic advice at first. Yeah. Don't ask the audience. If they like your joke, they'll laugh. Well, I think what he he prefaces he prefaces it with uh, he's like as a as a comedian myself. I I've uh, been doing comedy for a year. For, yeah, I've been doing stand up for a year, and and uh, it's the responsibility of big shots like me to look out to, for the little guy. Yeah. Plus, we find out here Bojack doesn't drink. Yeah, which is interesting, and the reason this kind of 
Well, first, so we find out this guy is Herb Kazaz, this comic. And from last episode, when Bojack was doing his, like, day trip mm-hmm. with uh, Sarah Lynn, she tells him, did you hear Herb has cancer? Oh, so that's right. So this is the guy who has cancer. So clearly they've met here, and somehow this relationship continues, and Sarah Lynn also gets to know him. So huh. this is our introduction. And that's why I was talking about the cold open. Initially, I thought that was why this was here. Right. To kind of warm us up to the character. But now that we've been talking about the Zoe Zelda dynamic, I think it's also to show that Bojack was a Zoe. Well, let's hang on to that thought. Yeah. Because I think it's still... Once we get to the transition. But I think the point is like showing how different he is here. Yeah. And kind of naive and innocent compared to what he does later in the episode. Totally. Um... So the cold open ends, Herb Kazaz, and then we cut forward to Bojack drinking now in the present day. Oh, yeah, in his kitchen with yeah. Uh, Todd. Yeah. He trips over Todd's stuff. He starts laying into Todd. He treats him pretty badly. But also Todd is pretty pretty messy. So. Yeah. And then we see Bojack turns the quote that Herb told him about bigger people helping little people and he Mm -hmm. turns it into little people like you todd are supposed to help big shots like me yeah he turned it around so complete reversal obviously (laughs) he's so proud about it too um and then is it after i'm sorry go ahead i was thinking if it was after that scene where we just go into the intro yeah we go into the intro okay so we get a uh, dynamic of Bojack before and after. We go to the we go to the roast of Gloria Steinem. Yeah. Um, we get this <laughs> great this great joke. Uh, Gloria it- Steinem will go down in the annals of history just as surely as Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah. Will go down in the locker room of the Houston <laughs> Rockets. <laughs> and Gloria Steinem uh, gives this great, like, like glower. Like, yeah. she just furrows her brows at the <laughs> girl. Like, when the roast for any event gets, like, too personal or too, like, off topic, and the and you, you see the person getting roasted just kind of, like, confused. Yeah. And, like, less, uh, less amused and just, like, taking it personally. I don't know. But, and I think also I just realized that this is also a continuation of last episode when Princess Carolyn was trying to be Sarah Lynn's agent. And Sarah Lynn was like, uh, Vanessa Gecko has like VIP seats to the Lakers games. What do you have? And, and Princess Carolyn's like, well, I have tickets to the roast of Gloria Steinem oh. if someone else cancels. D- is so that th- what she said? Yeah, oh. I think so. I think that's uh, okay. why they're here. Okay. Because I was like, why are they here? Yeah, <laughs> so, I, yeah I thought she said something. Yeah, I I, I think that, yeah. Because it was a roast. So right. I'm assuming it was this roast. That's funny. That's a very, yeah, it's a very smooth connection. I was like, what are they doing here? <laughs> um, well, yeah, so, but I guess that's, to t- uh, that's something to talk about is um, we have at the table uh, Princess Caroline, Bojack, Diane, Mr. Peanut Butter, Todd, and uh, Diane's ex-boyfriend, uh, Wayne. Yeah. Who and is writing... Um, a BuzzFeed article about yes. Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. 
And I also think this is the first time this group has been together. All um, of them. I don't no. think. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, if you, if going back to, like, I think it was episode two or three when um, Bojack wakes up in his house after. Like, Princess Carolyn wasn't there. I think she was, though. No, because it was uh, Diane was over and Todd was over and then the girl he slept with right. was over and then Mr. Peanut Butter was like rummaging okay. through his fridge. I, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there was a time where they were all together, but you could be right. They're also very visually pleasing. Like the pink of uh, Princess Carolyn with the yellow of Mr. Peanut Butter. Like they're such a visual cast. Yeah. So then we start the scene kind of uh and we get introduced to this idea of zoe and zelda so because diane's ex-boyfriend wayne is writing this article uh he's kind of digging into mr peanut butter's past mr peanut butter had a show very similar to bojack's there were the two daughters on the show zoe and zelda zoe is the happy-go-lucky cheerful um upbeat daughter and zelda's kind of serious dour morose uh kind of i think what you would call like a realist or like kind of sees the darker side of things yeah i think the introduction we get is they're like carving pumpkins and she carves like a sad face and she's yeah. like halloween encourages the consumption of refined sugars and like america has an obesity problem yeah i think it like borderlines on nihilistic sort of uh realism i like yeah. I, I i wouldn't really know how to explain it it's but. also kind of pretentious oh yeah if you like you can push it onto people yeah well i think it becomes that sort of attitude becomes pretentious well yeah like you just said when you when you push it onto people but i think it's more than that it's like when you push it onto people as if uh as if you know more than them like yeah. i think a good example is the uh the like rick and morty meme where I don't know. Oh if, yeah, it, like I'm so smart yeah, for knowing Rick and Morty. Yeah, like I know so much. <laughs> it's like uh, to understand the show, you have to have a really high IQ and, and yeah. all of the the like uh, copy pasta memes that have sort of stemmed from that. I'm calling that's gonna die soon. Right now, <laughs> like it's everywhere and it gets yeah. a lot of attention. And I think like in a month, people are gonna be posting it. And they're just gonna get like grilled into oblivion. Yeah. So. We get this question, Bojack, uh, are you a Zoe or a Zelda? Bojack does not want to play along. He's kind of like, this is dumb. Right. Uh, Wayne talks about like why this has come up. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Peanut Butter gets the, <laughs> puts this, oh, like Diane's writing a book about you. I have a BuzzFeed article. We're the same. And Bojack kind of, that's not the same. Yeah. Like mine's a book. Are you kidding me? He, he's, he mentioned something about like, my book's going to be remembered in the, annals of history and uh be located at a library and your yeah. buzzfeed article is going to be gosh he he like rips it apart he's like uh like shoved below some clip clickbait title and below some cat gifts and buried beneath yeah okay so i made a mistake i got zoe and zelda wrong because zoe sounds like a happier name but zoe's yeah. actually the, the darker one yeah zoe's yeah. the darker one Zelda's the happy one. And Zelda is described as the sunny, fun-loving introvert. And Zoe is the smart, cynical introvert. 
Yes. So we get a flashback revealing it. We see Mr. Peanut Butter show. Um, and then we get Nixon was a Zoe, Kennedy a Zelda. So that's kind <laughs> of like a classic Al Gore, Zoe, George W. Bush, Zelda. Uh, yeah. We get more examples. Uh, what was the last example? Does he use another president? Or no, I can't remember. No, it's R2D2, C3PO, oh, yeah. Zoe and Emily de Chanel. And then we yeah. get. So which one are you, Bojack? Bojack says, I'm above this. And they go, yeah, total Zoe. <laughs> total, I'm better than this. Yeah. Um, Todd int- Todd says, uh, I'm a Zelda, which I think is true. We would say Todd is kind of yeah. sunny, fun-loving. Totally. And Bojack lays into Todd again, which is kind of brutal. It's like you're draining my life force. Um, Todd gets down. I don't have a job. I don't have prospects. And then he reveals, uh, I won't finish this rock opera I'm working on. And Bojack's yeah. super cynical. <laughs> I love Will Arnett's delivery of this line. He's almost like out of breath with uh, dubiousness. He's like, what? Like, yeah. Since when have you been working on a rock opera? The classic. I know. I think it's like the classic Will Arnett. Uh, yeah. He's just like caught off guard. Yeah. Like just the. What's the word? like exasperation yeah. or something yeah it's yeah. just like i love i love the way and it's and it was it. kind of delivered probably more than once in uh gosh what was arrested, it? arrested development, development. Yeah. yeah yeah i like see his face when i mm-hmm. hear that thing i just like see his job face yep. um so Bojack asks, since when have you been working on a rock opera? Oh no, we cut back to Bojack's house where they've all gone and Todd's going to play the rock opera. Presumably after the uh, Gloria Steinman Steinman, uh, roast. So Bojack describes the rock opera as like everything. Like it's this gross description of like, every possible thing it's called utopia rising book one the search for a new utopia mr peanut butter displays his zelda-ness book one you've got me thinking a sequel here he's immediately in uh todd starts off bojack is kind of questioning everything why are these agricultural people on a spaceship just kind of more like doubt on todd yeah um we cut to like hours later or something and Todd's in the finale Mr. Peanut Butter has a lighter up Princess Carolyn has gone from texting on one phone to two phones yeah. she has one in each hand <laughs> she's just kind of there yep doing nothing um oh and Wayne's there yeah and yeah. Wayne's there Wayne's there like the whole time he's basically shadowing uh, Mr. Peanut Butter mm-hmm. Todd finishes Bojack that was, and I don't say this lightly, worse than 100 September 11th. <laughs> Again, brutal. <laughs> and Todd is kind of crushed and says, I'm going to give up on this. There's no point. Yeah. So then we cut to Bojack's billiard room, which apparently he has. Uh, him and Diane are talking. Diane steers the conversation towards Todd. Bojack says... Uh, but Todd like one day found his way into a party. Oh yeah, never left. Yeah, she asked him how they came to meet. Yeah, yeah, and she's kind of like, "How have you never talked to him? How do you not know anything about him? I bet he could like do well if you helped him out." Mm-hmm. And uh, Bojack lies kind of and says, "I never had any help. 
when I was starting out, which you saw that was not true. Right. From the cold open. Well, and then she asks, um, do you let him stay here because you're kind or because you're terrified to be alone? Yeah. And I thought that was very, a very poignant question. Um, I think that really just hits the point um, and really drives home like probably uh, a question that he he really can't an answer himself or actually he can he his just, actions answer it yeah later exactly on. Yeah. and yeah that's in response to his defense mm -hmm. of I'm so nice like I let him stay at my house like I let him uh, eat my food yeah. and she's like well maybe that's not because you're nice maybe that's Maybe you're leeching off him right. in a different way than he's leeching off you. Right. It's reversing the roles of like who's being the selfish one. You yeah. know, it's yeah. And you start to realize like, oh, it's actually not Todd. And it wouldn't I think it wouldn't be selfish if Bojack wasn't a dick to Todd. Like right. if Bojack was nice to Todd, then he would be, as he says, Todd's personal Mother Teresa. Yeah. But because he's kind of, he says, like, uh, it's this dynamic where he's like, I provide Todd with like physical things, mm -hmm. and therefore I am allowed to be mean to him. Yeah, he, he tries to warrant it. Yeah. Yeah. So we get that question from Diane. We get another <laughs> uh, Will Arnett exasperated dubious that yeah. is insane yeah that is insane i think that, uh, that was his response to that question yeah yeah and todd uh diane accuses bojack of clipping todd's wings kind of discouraging him so he can't succeed mm -hmm. and bojack to prove diane wrong calls in todd says and he just happens to you know show up immediately yeah. <laughs> um I'll help you with your rock opera. I am supporting you. He's choking through yeah. the words. I am supporting you. Uh, Todd, Todd brings says, up the reference. What reference? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't know if you were going to talk about Todd another. says, are you dying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, no. Uh, Bojack grits his teeth again. I think you have great untapped uh, potential. And then Todd goes into this thing that you. I think you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, ice skating. Do you have it written down? I didn't write down the I have quote. it here. Oh, okay. Wait, is this going to be like that time you promised to take me ice skating? And I got really excited about the ice skating. But then instead of ice skating, you left me at home so you could go to the strip club. And then you took the strippers ice skating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> so then they start. And we cut to, I think they're in the kitchen now. And yeah. they're working on the rock opera. And Bojack... Uh, kind of opens with like trashing the whole thing he's like this is horrible that's horrible everything's yeah. horrible but like we could work on it like mm -hmm. that's fine so they start working on it uh we cut to bojack and princess carolyn having sex in his bed oh princess yeah princess carolyn has just the most passive face ever yeah uh she... i think she says like you're not even inside me <laughs> <laughs> bojack doesn't hear him her hear her yeah he, he uh it's it's very um she's not enjoying it at all and, yeah but but i guess the scene serves in the smallest sense as a way to remind us that their relationship is still teetering on this fine line of like uh i mean she always claims to be his agent and to be professional but again i guess this serves as the 
as uh, a reminder that it always between them there's a lot of lines that are crossed plus it's also still happening yeah like she broke up with him and they got back together and you're like wait and it's like still happening and she's clearly not even enjoying it yeah so maybe it also ties into like we're talking about the theme of like is bojack scared of being alone and that's why todd is around and it's like even though we don't really focus on princess carolyn in this episode is princess excuse me is princess carolyn afraid of being alone and that's why hmm. like she's spending time with these people yeah and not even really like interacting with them at all she's on her phone the whole time she's kind of just around them uh princess carolyn is kind of interesting in this episode i want to talk about that too later maybe okay. at the end yeah um so bojack asks princess carolyn did you finish after she said you're not even inside me <laughs> so he's really not uh, paying attention yeah um todd comes in with an idea for the rock opera and oh, bojack yeah. just barges uh, in <laughs> yeah and bojack just i think just says that's terrible todd's still really upbeat let's see what i can do uh we cut to todd playing bojack a different song mm-hmm and we get another great Bojack moment. Um, what does he say? You mm. like what if? Uh, imagine if the Holocaust happened every four years, like the Olympics. I would rather oh, that happen than your yeah. rock opera. So brutal. <laughs> so really, really, these are like insults I've never heard before or like thought about. Mm-hmm. So Todd finally realizes he's like, that's not a note. Uh, nothing you said has like been helpful or a no are you even listening yeah kind of calling Bojack out and then Bojack uh, actually provides yeah actually uh, analyzes Todd's plot like goes into it and says this part doesn't make sense like maybe I would be constructive if like this happened that happened this happened so we realize he has been listening yeah. and then they do actually brainstorm. They come up with the same idea. Yeah. They're kind of shouting it at each other together yeah. in sync. Um, it was, yeah. They basically come to the same conclusion about, and I couldn't even really follow along, but basically to tie the whole rock opera together, it was going to take like the marriage of the princess or, you know, oh, some, yeah. like it's, something the queen it of, feels like a it's like making fun of both rock operas and like space operas because the whole thing it sounds like a jupiter ascending yeah on I, like stage it's just like queen darnisa and the elixir of blah 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 and this kingdom and that cave the cave of forgotten dreams and like i all thought this. more so it was making fun of potentially like game of thrones or something even that um, it's like making fun of uh the just, concept almost yeah because even the tagline that he gives is like, oh, it's like a space opera meets this and also dystopian and also right. like a little bit of love and like also. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe maybe we're reading too much into it and maybe the rock opera isn't supposed to mean anything. It's just a, a tool or a device to bring the two of them closer together. But um, it definitely seems like they're poking fun at at least um something yeah in in some way so so um that happens we cut back to bojack and princess carolyn having sex we think oh yeah a second second time yeah so bojack is going (laughs) and he says uh 
do you like that? We cut oh, to yeah. the bathroom. <laughs> Princess Carolyn leans out. She's brushing her teeth. Not yeah. especially. Bojack <laughs> finishes, turns over, talks to the empty space on the bed. Did you like that? Yeah. Or did you get there or uh, something? <laughs> so he's really just... I, yeah, I, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it just... I guess clearly from both of these scenes, I think I just think the simple fact is it's supposed to let the audience know that like, despite their their breakup, quote unquote, like they're still hooking up and their relationship is still um, continuing outside of just like a business professional. But they're not like, even hooking up. That's the other uh, thing. Well, they're not I mean, even. <laughs> that's true. They're. Uh, it's just really dysfunctional. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. super not. And I think the second one is kind of played for laughs because yeah. he's obviously not <laughs> stupid and, like, doesn't see her right. not there, but it's, like, funny. Yeah. So Todd comes in again with an idea. Uh, what if blah, 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 blah about the thing. Bojack is now encouraging. I think you just blew this thing wide open. Uh, we cut again to Bojack's study where Todd plays another song bojack is now encouraging so just in these two short scenes bojack's dynamic has kind of shifted completely towards todd and he's not faking it anymore no he's actually into this so bojack do you want to go get lunch to todd we get another one of these stories is this like the time you invited me to lunch but then when i got to the restaurant you texted me to tell me you weren't coming because you were at the strip club eating <laughs> stripper for lunch and also it was my birthday yeah. so another uh, one um and then we cut to i think we get uh, mr peanut butter's house yes with and, uh diane and wayne yeah and this is the first time we've been here and this is the first time we've had a scene no, I don't. Of sorry. these people without Bojack, yeah, or even Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter without I, Bojack. I think we have been at the house before. Have we? Um, yeah, when Bojack. Oh, when had Bojack to, was running away from the uh, the cameras. From the cameras, but when he had to ad like admit to. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're Neil, right. Yeah. So yeah, we're here, and now Bojack's not here. Right. Um. Mr. Peanut Butter's finishing a story. What's that old expression? Here's a dig at george bush uh fool me once shame on me but fool me twice fiddle dd because oh. <laughs> george bush messed up the expression uh fool me once i can't get fooled again oh. or something oh, God. Uh, uh so we get that throughout this episode too a couple variations of this uh and wayne very sarcastically i do believe that is the expression Wayne's kind of being cynical and not so nice. Yeah. So Mr. Peanut Butter gets a phone call. He has to leave. He leaves Diane and Wayne alone. Uh, Wayne starts to get kind of personal. He starts asking, like, how long have they been dating? Yeah. All this stuff. Diane fires back. Like, how long does it take to write a BuzzFeed article? Why are you still here? Yeah. Which he has um, on the back of his laptop a little... Uh, BuzzFeed sticker that says like BuzzFeed LOL oh yeah and, yeah so I don't think like yeah I think they're they're poking as much fun as they can at BuzzFeed and rightly so I I'm not a fan of BuzzFeed I, I mean plus the fact if you look at 
uh, kind of Dwayne Wayne is the Zoe compared to Mr. Peanut Butter Zelda. Uh yeah, oh yeah. 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 And he thinks he's so great and he's in Mr. Peanut Butter's like giant house and Mr. Mm-hmm. Peanut Butter is like hugely successful and Wayne thinks he's so cool and he's like writing an article about Mr. Peanut Butter. And it's just on BuzzFeed. Yeah, like, and it's like nothing. how it's that uh like you were saying at the beginning like thinking you know so much and mm-hmm. it's like look at the reality around you for yeah. how much you think you know uh you're not really like you're not better than mr peanut butter yeah it's not evidence yeah you're really better than mr peanut butter i really didn't think about that in the context of the situation and nothing really showcases that better than um like you just said wayne being in the sur- like wayne's surroundings are it's mr peanut butter's home and clearly it's done you know mr peanut butter's outlook and attitude and the way he approaches everything has far exceeded the approach that that wayne has taken or is taking to life yeah it's like in real life when people hate on someone successful that they like consider dumb yeah even like people will be like oh paris hilton is super super dumb and it's like okay like you can think that but she's also done like a lot of successful things and maybe that's not the best example yeah the first one i thought of i I wouldn't think of paris hilton as a as the best example but i would think about um gosh uh i'm just trying to think of anyone who doesn't come from howard stern is a good example yeah people who don't like him kind of go like he's shallow he's vulgar he's not like refined blah 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 he's worth like 500 million dollars yeah because he knows what he's doing and he does it well he has a face for radio that's for sure i've been on a howard stern kick recently okay i just discovered him so yeah um so we get the rest of this conversation diane talks how she wants to go to this uh exhibit this mm. art exhibit and Mr. It's Peanut at, Butter uh, can't go. It's at the Bowers Museum, right? At LACMA. Oh, La- <laughs> and it would be at LACMA. <laughs> Wayne says, I've been meaning to go. Like, we can go together, Diane. Yeah. And Mr. Peanut Butter, in his, like, oblivious manner, says, oh, you guys are perfect for each other. Why did you ever break up? Oh, yeah. And it gets really awkward. So. Which I guess, like, that response, um, because in like previous episodes, I was always kind of curious about Mr. Peanut Butter, if what he was saying was on purpose. Um, like when we first met Mr. Peanut Butter and sort of the dialogue between him and uh, Bojack, it always seemed to be like Mr. Peanut Butter just didn't get it. And yeah. now it's starting to seem more it's it's starting to seem more and more like he really doesn't get the like the social norms of just like uh like this situation for example just like pointing out like oh like you two used to date ha ha like uh normally things that like people would avoid talking about but he you know because he's just the the clumsy labrador labrador um, he's just kind of always carelessly just he doesn't care I, I like I don't know there's this and then there's the first episode where Princess Carolyn and Bojack are breaking up yeah and he like takes a seat and he's like At this the is awkward like is this awkward right now and I feel like 
tying into the Zoe and Zelda thing again. Like, he's obviously a Zelda. Mm-hmm. And I think as much as, like, in this episode is described as, like, sunny and cheerful, and we kind of get a speech about this later from Wayne, there's also possibly, like, a lack of awareness mm-hmm. or, like, uh, an obliviousness. Like, you're happy and you're cheerful because you don't actually realize what's going on. Yeah. Which is kind of what you're saying. But then I also think there's the angle of Mr. Peanut Butter is just so comfortable with himself and so confident that these things don't bother him. Yeah. Like, it could be either one. But anyways, he's still, like, displaying this uh, not caring about touching these, like, awkward situations or weird things to say. Um, So that happens. We cut to... Uh, lunch. Bojack has actually gone to lunch with Todd. He's not at the strip club. Oh yeah, we get the uh, cow serving, <laughs> yeah. serving this guy at the diner. Here's uh, your steak. steak. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, uh, that's a good little bit. So Bojack finally asks Todd some things about himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd reveals he's really into he used to really be into this big video game called uh, Decapathon or something. Yeah, yeah. And Bojack apparently was up for the movie role. And <laughs> okay. then Todd says, <clears throat> uh, "I that video game like destroyed my life. I yeah. played it so much. Like my girlfriend left me. My mom left me. I dropped out." Um, and we get a flashback into yeah. like his. <laughs> They sort of, uh, uh, in a in a time lapse fashion, they cover like him sitting on a couch through like multiple seasons. <laughs> like you see Christmas go by, you see like summer go by, and then you see like his oh, yeah, girlfriend walk Easter out. Basket. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you really get a glimpse of like okay, this like this really went on for a while and you see his girlfriend walk out and then you see his mom come in you see him get kicked out and then plus he's fatter in the flashback yeah i just noticed that actually um so he gets kicked out and todd says that's when i first realized i'm a total screw up and bojack again kind of genuinely you're not a screw up todd he's like being very encouraging now Mm -hmm. um and they talk about how bojack uh oh diane Todd has gotten Princess Carolyn to invite this big shot rock opera oh, yeah. producer named Virgil Van Cleef Virgil. to our next rehearsal. And he's like basically going to blow this thing up if he's impressed by Todd's rock opera. Yeah. So ideally Bojack kind of, are you sure we're ready for that? And Todd says, well if you don't think we're ready like i'll listen to you and bojack says no like you think you're ready like let's do it you're ready yeah so then we cut to (laughs) these we cut to uh the two paparazzi from last episode who had taken pictures through the window oh yeah yeah bojack and sarah lynn having sex yeah the two birds the pictures are like on a clothesline so we see kind of uh this episode uh this picture of bojack and sarah lynn about to have sex and todd's kind of hiding behind his blanket horrified (laughs) and then one where sarah lynn is riding bojack because he's a horse she's like on his back and they're like going around the living room (laughs) so 
they've called Bojack. Ex- we have some information. We have some like pictures that would be very you'd be interested in like not getting revealed. Yeah. And Bojack is not even aware of what's happening. Not he's, at all. He like hangs up. He thinks to the telemarketer. And they go, "What?" Yeah. He's like, "I'm I'm I'm fine with my service as it is." And just like hangs up and yeah. The two uh the paparazzi birds are you can't uh, blackmail someone if they're if they, <laughs> if they don't, just don't, don't understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um so we cut back to the house, the gang's all there and Virgil Van Cleef, the rock opera guy, is about to come over. Bojack's mm. taking a lot of care to kind of make sure you laugh at the funny jokes. Like, let's make sure this goes well for Todd, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and Virgil arrives. Virgil arrives in fantastic manner. We also, uh, quickly before Virgil arrives, Mr. Peanut Butter has bought plane tickets for him and Diane to go to the art exhibit that they missed. In San Francisco. Oh, yeah, which was actually, sorry to to backtrack a little bit here um, to that scene with Diane Wayne and and Mr. Peanut Butter at his house. Um, I think that was, we got a little bit of, there was a glimpse there of conflict between Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane. And um, I think uh, we've kind of seen, it's like, it's been hinted at before in previous episodes, um, but I think we—I, you may have mentioned it earlier briefly how she wanted to go to the, the LACMA and he wanted to, to go to get the burritos. So now, and we see they got the burritos because they have the shirts on yeah. that say "I ate a burrito as big as my head." Yeah. So, but now he's made it up with a, with plane tickets to go all the way to San Francisco to see this one yeah this one art exhibit so it's like it's weird and i guess it like reinforces her um caring for mr peanut butter but even then that's something that we'll see later in the episode yeah it's so. like a it's a functional relationship compared to princess carolyn and bojack yeah like, what do princess carolyn and bojack even do for each other we've like never mm, seen yeah anything so virgil van cleef arrives bursts through the door mm-hmm. he's a big moose he has these giant horns he's a monocle he's like super pretentious he's got like a purple velvet suit coat right and like, yeah and I wanted to see who plays it's not on the IMDB hmm. who plays Virgil Van Cleef I wonder if it's like um, I don't imagine it's Patton Oswalt no, I think no. they would put that. That's just really interesting to me. I wonder if it's Will Arnett, maybe doning yeah. a British accent. Yeah, because he has like a, it's a very pseudo like royalty. Uh, oh yeah, the the, mag- the majesty's. It's stuffy as English hell. accent. I can't even. I can't even replicate it. Um, but yeah. So stuffy. then the rock opera starts. Bojack introduces Todd. Todd comes out. Todd walks out of the closet. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's in literally. his closet that Bojack has given him now. Yeah. And uh, we get a title card five hours later. Mm-hmm. And we're back in the finale. It's nighttime. They all look to Virgil Van Cleef. He says, you know, it needs this and this and this, but overall, fantastic, which is yeah. a huge deal. Um, yeah, he's very... Uh, 
supportive of it. Yeah. He thinks he can, he thinks it has potential. And then we get another one of these fool me once uh, from Virgil Van Cleef. Fool me once, shame on you, but teach a man to fool me and I'll be fooled for the rest of my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, oh God. Which is like kind of fun, like kind of accurate. At the same but it's time. just like but such a bastardization <laughs> of the phrase. It's just awful. Uh, um, they whip out the champagne. Uh, everyone's celebrating. Diane comes over to Todd. Uh, comes over to Bojack. Says, "You think you know someone, and they could really surprise you." And Bojack thinks she's talking about Todd, and she says, "No, I'm talking about you. Like yeah. you helping out Todd." I thought initially she was gonna mention Mr. Peanut Butter, but oh yeah. I was wrong. I don't think uh, Diane has ever talked about Mr. Peanut Butter to Bojack. Uh, no. We were talking about that last yeah. week, how, like, so far it's been, like, a one-way street, and Bojack yeah. hasn't really gotten anything from Diane, mm-hmm. uh, except for, I think she mentioned when they were filming the reality TV show at their house that she has to go to the roof to smoke cigarettes because that's oh, yeah. where they don't film. That's, like, the only tidbit he's gotten. Yeah, which is, like, less of, like... Uh, a complaint that she has or like a problem that she has with Mr. Peanut Butter himself and more of just like wanting to escape the situation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just a little bit of bemoaning. Yeah. And Diane says maybe the Zoe has a little Zelda in him after all. <laughs> and Bojack says, I still think that's stupid. Yeah. And Todd comes over really excited. Hey, Bojack, do you realize what this means? If this rock opera takes off, I can move out. You don't have to tell me to clean up my shit anymore. And we see Bojack gets really uncomfortable and like is glancing away like you're going to move out, Uh, which kind of we reveal that Diane was right. Maybe that Bojack is actually scared of being alone and he doesn't want Todd to move out. And again, Mm -hmm. this is his own fault because we were talking about it. Like all he had to do is not be mean to Todd. Because Todd is moving out because Bojack has constantly told him, I don't like you, you're draining off me, you're messy, all this stuff. It's possible that Todd doesn't move out if Bojack has like shown appreciation and I like being around you this whole time. Yeah, because he really doesn't show uh, too much ambition on his own to... like. Yeah. Um, to remove him, to, for Todd to remove himself for, from that situation um, to, to sort of like better his future. And this is like the first, um, this is the first glimpse that we get into Todd having uh, like a, a real goal or desire. Plus to, talent. Yeah. Like, he does do things other than, like, eat toaster strudels and yeah. lay on the couch. And message girls from, from Japan. Japan. <laughs> um, so, Bojack, really, that's great. That's uh, so great. That's really good. Yeah, totally. Like, really uncomfortable, clearly, with the idea of Todd leaving. Um, we cut to the North Hollywood Opera House, I guess. And they're building the set. They're... We get a beaver or a woodchuck cutting a plank of wood. Oh, okay. The worker just puts the woodchuck's like face down on the plank and it gets cut in half. <laughs> um, I didn't catch that. 
And now Bojack starts to have doubts. He's talking to Princess Carolyn. I don't think he's ready for this. I think he's trying to kind of lay the groundwork for like, no, like this shouldn't happen. Todd shouldn't become successful and move yeah. out. Um, and then that's when she, um, in well, confidence, she, she's like, "Let me, like, I've got this. Let me handle it. What he needs is an agent. Yeah. And, and before she, that, she calls him out she's like oh he's not ready for this oh, like yeah. accusing bojack which shows that she does kind of know him yeah uh bojack gives the baby bird analogy when baby <laughs> oh, birds yeah. get pushed out too soon yeah and it cuts to bojack and a female bird in a window yeah like looking out to the ground horrified an adult pigeon i'm guessing yeah, like an adult <laughs> pigeon. i thought he was ready he seemed ready and bojack's grabbing her it's not your fault yeah he's like you couldn't have known yeah, like really, really depressing. Yeah. Um, and Princess Carolyn afterwards, like you said, what Todd needs is an agent. And she goes all cat. She's like yeah. bounding all over the stage. The same way she reacted when Sarah Lynn yeah. was at Bojack's house. <laughs> she like climbs a rope and then pops out like from the bottom of the screen yeah. somehow. Which now that I think about it, the way that Princess Carolyn's reacted when like potential um business is in the area i think it's like very um representative of just uh agents in general like they're always looking for the next like for the next pounce yeah for the next like leap to a potential client or a potential uh, business opportunity and so yeah again it's just something i guess that's like fitting for her character and and the way she acts and what she does so she pops up in front of todd todd can do anything <clears throat> todd can do it turns to todd can i get your autograph she's holding up like a massive contract oh, yeah. todd doesn't even know what he's doing he's, he's signing like, things initials here social yeah. security here yeah um yeah and the last four digits of your social he's not even looking as he signs it <laughs> and i think this is the last we see of princess carolyn in this episode so i kind of wanted to bring this up now okay i think princess carolyn's the only character in this episode that doesn't get identified as a zoe or a zelda and after this episode of like kind of fleshing out todd and diane i think princess carolyn becomes our least known character so huh. far Okay. Like we've seen she knows Bojack. Yeah. She knows him pretty well. In a way enjoys being around Bojack because clearly she's like stuck through a lot of crap. Yeah. Uh, both professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. And she hangs out with all these people. But even when she's hanging out, she's always in business mode. And I yeah. feel like she is. I think she's like Bojack, but functional. That yeah, that's an interesting point. I didn't really think about that. I I completely forgot that after this point, uh, she doesn't make an appearance throughout the episode, and yeah, I guess more or less the two of them, um, Princess Caroline and Caroline. Bojack Caroline. Caroline. Um, I'm, I'm gonna mess. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna keep messing that up. Um, but the both of them like you said exhibit this sense of um they're seeking just a, like attachment to, to yeah. something or someone company company that they're not 
getting from the rest of the world for I think maybe some of the same reasons they just don't it's it's hard for them to get along maybe with other people or maybe there's a bit of an age difference I mean I, I, I guess that that's not really true for Todd and Bojack but I know like looking back at the previous episode I think maybe there was like a little bit of a disconnect for Princess Carolyn um, because she was trying to she's trying to fit in and be hip and cool with like the LA Hollywood scene and 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 in my eyes she she you know I'd rather hang out with like the Princess Carolyn type than the Prince or than the Sarah Sarahlyn type um, yeah but for Bojack yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you hit the the hammer on the head, the nail on the head. The thing is, <laughs> the hammer, <laughs> hammering some hammers uh, into the wall. Uh, I think, like whatever deficiencies they share, mm-hmm. that has brought them together. Like it manifests in different ways. Princess Carolyn clearly throws herself into her work, whereas Bojack kind of throws himself into eating and alcohol and pills and horse tranquilizer yeah. and also kind of a little bit of like zaniness like he's a little bit zany he does weird things and as we see in this episode he hatches like weird schemes yeah and i think princess carolyn is almost more <coughs> of like a workaholic and i would put but her I, sorry go i ahead. would put her with diane and bojack in the zoe category just because we've seen these little nuggets like right here when she calls out bojack like she's instantly able to see like he does she doesn't buy into his todd's not ready she just goes no what like you're not ready like i know you yeah and even though i'm not like constantly talking about it and stuff like she's very easily like at the snap of a finger calls bojack out on his stuff Mm -hmm. well i i guess at the root of it it's um it's a form of escapism she like you said uh focuses on her work and i guess yeah that would be a a bit of like a escapism from the loneliness maybe that she finds in her day-to-day life or day-to-day routines um in the same way that bojack's form of escapism is very self-destructive um with his drug habits or his his horse tranquilizers or just like just blatant like binge drinking and and just bad habits i I guess they're both in the same boat yeah yeah plus um we've been it's been suggested i think in the second episode uh where princess carolyn was kind of like calling him out for not ever working and not making her money oh it's suggested that they have a lengthy history together and we haven't seen that yet but i think there's also the idea of like a sunk cost and like we've been together for x years and like now we're older well yeah that's true as an agent it would be in her best interest to be working with clients um that are going to bring you the most revenue and clearly bojack has not been doing that since his time on his on horsing around so uh yeah we we definitely get a sense that like 
there's there's more beneath than what the eye can see you know there's yeah. there's definitely reasons as to why she's chosen to stick around with someone who again there's just isn't bringing her money as like a, as an actor as yeah like as a at client. all like yeah. no money which yeah. shows like there's literally no benefit to her so right. there has to be some kind of attachment mm -hmm. so but moving forward that happens um Todd goes to Bojack. I need to finish this song tonight. That's right. Yeah. Bojack uh, says we should go get energy drinks and snacks. Yeah. Uh, they go to a convenience store. They're in line. I think it was eleven seven instead of was that seven. it? I think so. Yeah, I didn't. I I briefly glanced at the yeah, and then um, the crackers in the background are uh, actually quackers. <laughs> They're Duck Brand quackers. Um, <laughs> So we cut uh, to there in line. Bojack is paying, and this older woman behind Todd uh, nudges him and asks, "Can you hand me that cassette in the ten cent bin in front oh, of you?" Yeah. So Todd reaches over, grabs the cassette, hands it to her, and then notices, like underneath it, underneath it, this new Copy. release of the De Decapathon video game that he was talking about being addicted to earlier. Yep. It's like Decapathon 10 yeah. or something in the 10 cent bin. And he's like, how is this possible? This just came out. And Bojack is like, no, don't do it, Todd. Like, that's a really bad idea. And Todd says, oh, but what does he say? Um, it's something like, oh, it's only 10 cents. I, I yeah, I'll buy it, it now, but I won't play it until after I've written my song. Yeah. And uh, the, what is it? It's a, a chameleon. Yeah. The chameleon cashier sticks out his tongue, grabs Todd's dime. Yeah, right out of his hand. Yeah, and uh, Todd has bought the game. He's like, all, all sales are final. <laughs> yeah. So we go home. Um, Todd sits down to start writing the song and then stops. Should I play one game now just to get the creative juices flowing? Bojack says, if you play that game tonight, you'll never leave this couch. Bojack says, good night. Todd immediately starts playing the video game all through the night. He falls asleep on the couch. Bojack wakes him up. Mm -hmm. uh, did you work on the song? Uh, <laughs> wakes him up by pouring water on his face. But he didn't pour it on his face. He drank the water and then spit the water <laughs> into Todd's face. And Todd is like, why did it have to come out of your mouth? Um, maybe it's a horse thing. And Oh, I think it might be. Yeah. I think that's more of like a... I was thinking of like llamas that spit in people's yeah. faces. but Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Um, we cut <clears throat> to the theater. Virgil Van Cleef. Where's Todd? I'm sorry. They burst through. Oh, yeah. Todd he, is exhausted. Yeah. Todd goes to play the song. He hasn't worked on it. It's a failure. He basically bombs the audition. Yeah. And in front of the investors. And yeah, yeah in front of the investors. So uh, Bojack then goes into uh, a rant against Van Cleef. Uh, you know what? He's a good friend. Uh, maybe Todd's worse off today, but you're going to die alone. You unpomp, you uh, uh, pompous asshole, all this stuff. Todd kind of goes, hey, Bojack, maybe lay off so <laughs> I can have another chance. And Bojack keeps going. Yeah. Shut your mouth, Todd. Shut yours, Van Cleef, or I will bucket shut. Um, 
And then we, he drops that Sarah Lynn line, suck a dick, dumb shits. He has yeah. that line too. Yeah. And we cut back to the house. Todd's discouraged again. I can't believe I played that game. I can't mm-hmm. believe uh, all this stuff. And Bojack, to make him feel better, why don't you put your stuff in the living room closet? You can keep all your stuff in the living room closet. Because at the beginning, Todd was complaining about not having space to keep his stuff. Right. Um, so that we move on from there. We cut to Diane and Wayne in Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane's house. Oh, yeah. She finds that Wayne isn't actually writing an article. Yeah, he's like yeah. randomly writing like <laughs> letters gibberish. or something. <laughs> um, so they kind of confront each other finally in that ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend way. Well, uh, I, it's less of him. It's less of Wayne confront. Well, I guess well, she so. calls it, him out. And yeah. Then he fires back. Yeah. It starts with Diane just basically being like, what's, you know, the, the jigs up. Why are you, what, what are you actually doing here? Yeah. And he admits that he's like, okay, well, he admits to stalking her essentially. Okay. And, stalking's like a strong word. What well, I mean, it's hanging around, hanging he's around like hanging because around. he's like, he was curious why she was with Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, that like and you should be like why are you guys together? It's a little bit That's a little stock. stock. Yeah. Yeah. It's not played off that way, but like if it happened in real life, it would be kind of yeah. like what what the hell? Yeah. Um he says Wayne says you should be with me. She says, "No, I've dated you. Sure you're smart and sophisticated and cool, but you're also mean," which I think yeah. gets to the heart of that Zoe Zelda dynamic. She says, what's your article on Mr. Peanut Butter called? The working title is Nine Jokes from the 90s We Haven't Stopped Laughing At. Super BuzzFeed title, also super mean. Yeah, Um, also super vague. Yeah, like (laughs) clickbaity. Yeah. Um, He accuses her, like, you're going to tear Bojack apart in your book. And she says, I'm not tearing him apart. I'm trying to write something nuanced, all this. Um and she goes into kind of espousing Mr. Peanut Butter's virtues. Mr. Peanut Butter's nice to me. He's kind and he's generous and he's loyal. Kind of like a Labrador retriever we've like talked about before. Yeah, they yeah. have that quality. And then Wayne fires back. And this is kind of the heart of the thing. You know what your problem is. You're trying to be a Zelda, but you're so obviously a Zoe. You can live your happy Zelda life in this happy Zelda town and pretend you're a happy Zelda. But I know you and this isn't you people don't change diane not really mr peanut butter is a zelda he's happy and he's carefree and he's loving but you and me were zoe's um Which and we I, get this interspersed thing where we show Di- uh, bojack in like a in like a hooded oh yeah uh, sweatshirt going to beast buy which is the animal version of best buy mm-hmm. and returning the decapathon video game yeah and then we're getting this voiceover from wayne the whole time we're zoe's diane we're cynical and we're sad and we're mean bojack's next stop the house of the woman from the gas station who pointed out the game to todd she pays him uh he pays her thanks for your help character actress margot martindale (laughs) she says i don't feel good about what we did yeah he says this never happened 
He's walking away. Uh, that's when he puts his hood up. Yeah, he puts his yeah. hood up. Wayne continues, there's a darkness inside you, and you could bury it deep in burritos as big as your head, but someday soon, that darkness is going to come out, and when it does, I want you to call me, Yeah, <laughs> which is like this really anticlimactic ending yeah. to kind of a, a meaty speech. Yeah. And then the camera pans out, and we reveal that Mr. Peanut Butter has been sitting at the table yeah. <laughs> the whole time. And again, like you were saying, that oblivious, I like that guy. Yeah. So either completely oblivious or just completely unconcerned with what he's hearing because he's yeah. so confident. Uh, yeah, I it's I want to say it's being oblivious because even the most confident person that I like that I could imagine wouldn't be sitting at that table and let that conversation transpire. Yeah. <laughs> like I I think um if anyone in a relationship was like super overly confident that would be the time for them to step up and say something yeah. so my assumption is just that mr peanut butter is completely oblivious to um like social interactions like that i think the uh the only thing that's kind of shared between those two is a lack of doubt like, either way, mm. Mr. Peanut Butter doesn't really have doubt. Yeah. He doesn't ever really seem insecure for whatever I mean, reason. Yeah. But um, I, I plus, guess. he could just trust Diane a lot. That's like... Yeah, which would definitely... Uh, I mean, after this episode, I've come to think that their relationship is doing a lot better than I thought it was when I initially... Yeah. Like in the introduction, when you first find out that they're both dating, it seems a bit like shaky. Like a mismatch. Like yeah. they seem too different. Exactly. And now it seems that, especially we've gotten an insight a bit more just between the interactions between the two of them and, and Bojack's not around and... And that Diane has very clearly made a choice because she yeah. even says to Wayne, like, you're smart, you're cool, but I like I see that you're mean. And like right. I've chosen Mr. Peanut Butter because of all these good qualities that you don't have. Yeah. Um But getting back to Wayne's speech where he says, uh gosh, what was it? Like you can't you can't be happy forever essentially you can't like pretend to be happy yeah i'm curious if that's a foreshadow for something to come in like a future episode but that's just my guess i guess as a as a first time viewer but yeah from there so that's basically that's oh that's the end well, yeah, but we Todd, got that Bojack thing. We get Todd shoving all of his stuff into the living room closet, and then we get Todd falling asleep on the couch, and directly underneath the couch, the camera like zooms in, and we see the uh, the Beast by receipt for the De Decapathon, Decapathon video game. game. So yeah. Bojack bought this game, planted it with that lady at yeah. the gas station and basically set up this whole thing to happen while he could play the concerned friend and really yeah. really 
I think like another thing, it's not like he just let it happen while he while it was happening. He's trying to pretend that he's against it, which just adds like another layer of skeeviness to it. Yeah. Like, and he's like defending Todd in front of Van Cleef after he fails the audition, which is all fake, which just makes it an extra kind of well, no, betrayal. It's, it's less of defending Todd in front of Van Cleef, and it's more of tarnishing Todd's reputation so that Todd oh, yeah. can never in actuality like can never go back to Van Cleef for an audition but the face of it is I'm oh, defending Todd yeah it's like presented that way yeah that's yeah that's true he can it's like he can never be honest because again it's another chance before he's been mean to Todd for so long when he didn't have to be because he didn't honestly feel that way mm-hmm and now all he has to do instead of ruining his friend's huge opportunity is actually Todd I don't want you to move out but that yeah. means there's a chance that he reveals his feelings and gets rejected yeah he's avoiding getting that, burned yeah. by destroying his friend's like life yeah and that's where we get a true sense of like uh, selfishness that yeah sort of runs deeply throughout Bojack's character. I don't want to say evil, but just uh like really like a betrayal. Yeah. And I top think up 10. till now we've kind of top, top 10, 10 anime, anime betrayal. betrayal. <laughs> I think up till now we've kind of looked at Bojack and been like he's mean, he's abrasive, like he he's unhealthy, he He's, doesn't uh, care about people, all that stuff. Yeah, and this is like overtly, like there's no sympathy for this. No, yeah. Prior to this, I I sort of thought of him. I thought of BoJack as the neutral, like chaotic neutral. Yeah, sort of, like he's he's unpredictable. Um, you can kind of predict what he's gonna do, but for the most part, it's just like it's either like self-deprecating or. If it's not harming himself, it's putting others in harm's way. And now we get a real sense of like, sort of like a evil, like more like less neutral and more just like really hurtful to because he because he had to to get something he wanted up until now. Yeah, he hasn't really wanted anything and he's kind of been able to do whatever he wants. And yeah. this is the first time that someone else in his life was going to make a decision that he didn't want. And That's instead true. of being yeah. honest and forthcoming about it, he like creates this really like Machiavellian scheme of like manipulating his friend without his knowledge yeah. to steer his decision into what he wants. I guess I kind of want to draw a comparison between Todd and Sarah Lynn. Okay. Because they both I feel Sarah Lynn with Bojack he had an opportunity to because let's not forget like he had the opportunity to be kind of like a father figure and one he failed he completely <laughs> failed at that well he tries but, at the end yeah he doesn't do a good job he tries but it's he's not determined yeah. and so it just like I, I forget how does she leave she just like he up. literally just says you can't stay here anymore like oh, you yeah. need help and she just goes well I'll go party somewhere else yeah so he Bojack lets her go but Bojack won't let T 
pod go? And that's kind of where I'm curious why. Bojack can't keep her. Yeah. Bojack can't. There's nothing that he can do to keep... Sarah Lynn is, like, rich and famous and has prospects. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I mean... I, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of see some sort of, like, lines that can be drawn there, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely interesting. Regardless, I think it really muddies the water of Bojack's character. Oh, yeah. Because... And, like, with the overtone, uh, the voiceover of Wayne, we're cynical and we're sad and we're mean. There's a darkness inside you. The darkness is going to come out. Um, and that's what we've seen for Bojack <laughs> Call here. Call me. Yeah, when call <laughs> me. Call me. Um, and that's what we've seen here. Like, up until now... There's been no need mm-hmm. for this, and the second there is a need, Bojack is, and we never, we don't even see like he doesn't feel bad. Like Margot Martindale goes, "I feel bad about this," yeah. and Bojack doesn't even like, "Oh, me too." It's just no remorse. This never happened. Yeah, no remorse. It was premeditated. It was um, brutality. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, and he didn't, he didn't even let Todd keep the game. He but, returned it. Yeah, but something <laughs> I also thought is worth mentioning is like. When Todd saw the game, it was 10 cents. And even if the chameleon like took his 10 cents, there was like he could have still put it down. Or that would have been a real moment for Bojack just to have been like, oh, we can just leave. Because it's 10 cents. But I guess like that in itself is sort of like um they they like rush that scene in a way that like Bojack would have like rushed you know if that would have happened in real life but like bojack would have been the kind of person to like rush through there and like all right yeah let's just go home like you have the game whatever realistically you could have just put it back you know todd could have made the decision to put it back no or the, bojack he, he got the satisfaction i think that's the point once the the chameleon says the purchase is made yeah there's like the release of like oh I made the choice like I did it already it's yeah but I, I it's not I guess, about the physical I guess having. The, the point that I'm trying to make is like if Bojack was a true good friend that would have been the moment to been like to to have said um, hey Todd just leave the game it's only 10 cents you know like you're not losing anything really oh yeah but he by, wouldn't do that why would like, he do that because well, he could yeah. even once they got home he could have stayed up with Todd and said, I'm going to make sure you don't play the game yeah. and do your rock that, opera. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, there were like a million there were a lot of opportunities, opportunities that he didn't take or yeah. care about. So... Um, but I guess it doesn't matter because it was all premeditated anyway. Like, yeah. yeah. So... I think... I don't know. Do you I, have anything else to talk about? Um, I... I felt like this was pretty um, black and white compared to previous episodes. I mean, we could probably get into the whole Zoe versus Zelda um, definition. Or I think that's kind of the depth of the episode is we yeah. get this these two stories that expand on uh, Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane's relationship and Bojack and Todd's relationship and a little bit of Bojack and Princess Carolyn. Yeah. As well as like fleshing out Diane and Todd because up till now we haven't really gotten into them. 
and then on top of it we kind of get this um and i think it's like you you brought up rick and morty earlier (laughs) i think it's generally a popular thing nowadays you even see like on uh like the me irl subreddit where everyone is very like oh like i'm a terrible person like i know i'm a terrible person like i'm dysfunctional like all this it's very yeah i think there is a growing awareness today of like cynicism and not everyone is a good person and that could mean that you're not a good person like there's no guarantee you're a good person just because you're your own main character yeah i i i'm i always have to remind myself that this was released three years ago um and since then i feel like internet culture or you know tv culture or just pop culture in general has definitely changed a lot since then but i think something that's remained consistent and that's that's also grown proportionately since then is the internet's liking or the internet's humor or interest with self-deprecation and this idea that oh like i'm depressed and and i like there's just so many memes and uh yeah i guess there's a lot of there are a lot there are a lot of memes that like poke fun of and make fun of depression i guess i shouldn't say make fun of depression but they sort of internalize this like nihilistic behavior and the meme the creation of like this depressing meme is a way that people can relate to other people on the internet well in general the internet i think attaches minority opinions or minority views or like things that are usually hidden it connects i mean i know i like personally i had a i had a friend who made like oh he posted a a facebook profile picture of himself in the bathtub like holding a toaster like as a joke he's like haha like i hope i don't drop it (laughs) and i thought it was hilarious but there were genuinely people who got like upset about it yeah and to me that was shocking i was like really like people could get upset and it almost because i think we we are part of that culture we're talking about that it's shocking no that, pun, no pun intended get it because nah, uh, the toaster. <laughs> yeah so it's like it's shocking to me sometimes to realize that there are to use this exa- this uh dichotomy zeldas in the world like it shocks me when i see someone who is so confident and kind of to me oblivious of like dark things or like flaws of people or oh, yeah the difficulties of interaction and like socializing and all that stuff yeah that it does i mean i'm i'm guilty of kind of looking at people like that and going like what's wrong with you like how have you not caught on yet like i i do know more that's i think that's kind of the gut thing is well i think it's it's weird because i i similarly like when i think of a zelda i have probably a couple people that come to mind people from high school who i haven't talked to in ages but i can just like see what they post on facebook and and i don't know just through i guess assumption i can kind of 
uh, maybe that's not accurate. That's that's not a that's not a, that's me being judgmental. I guess I should say there are I can think of Zeldas who I talk to on a regular basis. That's probably a better example. And <coughs> bless you. Thank you. I think those people tend to be um, the Zeldas in my life or people who I talk to are they tend to be people who are focused on their career or who are just very much focused on extracurricular activities quote unquote church. or like church yeah there are like actually church yeah <laughs> no, like i have a very good friend of mine who she and this is like a whole separate discussion but she joined the the mormon church and i think in a lot of ways for her joining the, the mormon church or whatever like i'm me personally i'm not a religious person but i think for her it was a way to uh sort of develop a better a better connection with herself and i think that's like that's something especially at our age since we're only like 23 we're constantly we're still learning about who we are and what it is we're we're looking for in life and blah 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 um so yeah i think the zeldas in life are people who are seemingly satisfied with their position and what they're doing and have found a way to um i guess like block off any like negative thoughts like i guess for my friend like her the way i see her joining the mormon church is like a way that she was going through a lot of shit and at, at the time and like it helped her just focus on what she needed to do blah 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 i think on the contrary to that we have the zoe's right who are very much i think kind of like i think of like ourselves who we spend we're, we're like we're connected on the internet and and we are very in touch of with what's going on and just like i guess the many different outlets of pop culture and those outlets have some like dark avenues and um yeah i don't know i think it's like i guess the way i see uh zeldas they're just people who are chugging along minding their own business doing their own thing and the zoe's tend to be people who i think in a way by like curiosity or just yeah i think it's a little bit of curiosity that we find ourselves in this position where we are on the internet like uh, understanding like the gravity of what's going on in the world or just like different things i maybe you can build on this better than i did because i don't think i really explained my opinion all that well but i think um a lot of it comes down to like a lack of understanding because if you look at someone who's really cynical yeah. and they're looking at someone who's really, really happy and not like that cynical people can't be happy, but is very like outwardly happy and outwardly sunny, I think the thought becomes you can't be like that if you knew the things I knew. It's kind of the idea that there's no going back in a way. And yeah. to, in the opposite manner, I would imagine that someone who's very sunny and positive 
looks at someone who is cynical and is kind of darker and thinks the same thing that you would not be that way if you experience the things that I do. Like you are that way because you're not doing X, Y, Z thing that I'm doing. And it's just this like um, lack of understanding and perception. And I think maybe it is true. And at least from what I've seen, I think it is true that people don't flip really at least at our age i don't know i haven't been around long enough for example to like have seen people travel across 50 years of life because what do you mean by flip like flip from one to the other because like bojack at the beginning is clearly kind of more uh, zelda and then we cut to now and he's zoe and he's very negative and Machiavellian and brutal. Oh, but you know I don't I, think anyone at our age has had enough time to flip. Yeah, I feel. Oh shit! I feel like I mixed up the two when I was ranting there. But regardless, um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. He's he's had time to flip, and we've seen that. We saw that at the beginning of the episode, compared to how he is. Yeah, know, currently. Plus, I just think it's something that's not talked about because inherently people don't want to presume. Like, whenever you talk about something like this, you fall into the trap of saying things as if they're true because you believe it or, like, classifying other people because you don't understand them. Yeah. So it's just, like, a touchy subject but i like i like the way it's presented here and i really like this episode because this show is an ensemble show and i think the way they expand on the characters is very fun and natural and it doesn't feel like oh like this episode doesn't really have like a bigger plot like we're not talking about bojack's book at all this episode we're just focusing on characters to build them up like it feels like a their lives happening yeah no it it feels very real um but i i guess something that i'm really interested about is just kind of like where princess carolyn fits like she definitely like rides that line of um zoe slash zelda I she kind of fits what you were saying about people who keep themselves busy yeah. to like keep on a path kind of thing like yeah. keep a momentum going but I think she she is cynical and yeah. she is like doesn't always have the best outlook on life um, but yeah I guess buries herself in her work to avoid having to think about those kinds of questions or even just being um, troubled by any of those situations. And I think the other thing that kind of gets set up this episode is we were talking about when we meet Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane, we think like they're too different. Mm -hmm. This episode also plays on that, but it gives a reason for it. And it also goes into the Diane being aware of this and Diane and Bojack maybe being more similar than Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter because she says to Wayne, like, you're sophisticated, you're smart. And I think we would say Bojack is smart. Even this, like, plan 
is yeah. kind of smart. Like, yeah, that is true. He heard about Todd's video game thing like yesterday, and he like immediately figures out how to use that against yeah. Todd. I mean, but to be fair, I, that that's not like uh, true like detective or like academic thinking on on Bojack's part. Like, yeah, but that's any, not anyone what, could like really put two and two together and be like, oh, this is Todd's kryptonite. I'm going to use Todd's kryptonite to just like brutally like stunt his progression in life. I, I like, yeah, but then you have to, f- I, I don't know. I think, I've, I have, I'm going to admit like I've done not things like this, but like I've tried to like formulate plans of this kind of caliber and it's actually hard in real life. Like it's not, I think it's not easy. Cause you're saying, your assumption is that Bojack and Diane are s- similar. If we're by this dichotomy, but they're on the same side of this dichotomy. I felt like they were more separate after this episode. I I painted them in sort of two different well, arenas. Di- Diane's different because she made a different choice. Diane is yeah okay. Diane like, never yeah. denies what Wayne says. She never says that's not true. She just says, right. even if that's true, I have chosen something atypical. I'm not going to, like, choose to be with another person like me. Okay, yeah, that's true, yeah. She chose to be with Mr. Peanut Butter, and Mr. Peanut Butter's kind of, like, helped her through. Um, he's kind of, like, the scapegoat for her um, from avoiding all of the dark cynicism that uh surrounds any hard-working individual in los angeles <laughs> yeah but um yeah i i don't really like yeah i don't really know if i uh got my if i described my uh point all that too well so i, I might, got I might just delete i might just end up cutting <laughs> that out I but, think we got that peppered throughout the episode. Yeah, and they, I don't know, like you mentioned earlier, um, there's only so much that we can go into that. This this episode is very much like this person is A, this person is B. There's less and, layers. Yeah. But I, uh, the chess pieces are set up for deeper maneuvering. Totally, yeah. Uh, outside of just BoJack. So I'm excited for next week. Yep. Next week the season starts to pick up more and i think we might get uh hell yeah someone else in here to oh, yeah. do the podcast with us someone who's been special waiting. guest special guest um thank you for listening uh we'll be back next week with season one episode five i'm aram i'm sean and this was unbridled the unofficial bojack horseman podcast episode four good night See you later. See you later. Watching my life, passing right in front of my eyes. Hell of a story, or is it boring? Can't claim the care, never been reluctant to share. Thousand pieces of me, don't you know nothing comes free?